Welcome to the Maggie and Perloff show. It is Friday. We are feeling good around here, heading into week 18 and feeling extra good because of the positive news around Bill safety, DeMar Hamlin, who got his breathing tube taken out overnight, Perloff, FaceTiming with the Buffalo Bills, flexing the biceps, giving the, you know, hands with the heart to his teammates and saying, I love you boys. And that was the scene in Buffalo this morning. I can't imagine what it's going to be like on Sunday but all things trending positive here for the Bills' safety. Yeah, it's been quite a week for everybody. I think all football yeah. fans, you know, obviously us, but can you imagine what, what it feels like to be in Buffalo right now? Just a sense of relief. They must feel 30 pounds lighter on, in that Bills' locker room. No doubt. And so now they turn their attention uh, with, it looks like DeMar Hamlin maybe, you know, out of the weeds a little bit and and starting to recover. You turn your attention to these must-win games and so much on the line of Week 18. Obviously for Kansas City, for Buffalo and Cincinnati, you know, three teams who in some ways, especially Buffalo and Cincinnati, of course, have gotten disrupted with their playoff seating. It just cannot continue in a traditional way. There have been some caveats now that the NFL has brought down and the owners approved it earlier today, which is a potential neutral site game if Kansas City, Buffalo, or Cincinnati are involved in the game, in the AFC Championship game, that is, and then a potential coin flip game. If Baltimore beats Cincinnati on Sunday and the two would face each other in a wild card game, there would be a coin flip to see who gets to host that game. Now, Zach Taylor, not happy about this at all. He said today, quote, when a game is canceled, you turn to winning percentage to clarify everything so we don't have to make up rules. There's several instances this season when a club is fined or people in our building are fined and we're told, follow the rules. It's black and white. It's in the rule book. So now when we point out the rules and you're told we're going to change that, I don't want to hear about fair and equitable when that's the case. So he said, quote, it seems like there are positives for a lot of teams and just negatives for us. I hope this doesn't distract the Bengals, though. I can't imagine it will. I mean, they have a nice opportunity because Baltimore is kind of beat up. But the Bengals have to have a much, much... I Okay, today he might be upset, but please, if they don't play their best game on Sunday because of this, Maggie, that's totally unacceptable. This so, is a real Super Bowl contender. I think it's the opposite way. I think that Zach Taylor now, as if you needed any motivation, which the Bengals do not, they need to win this game even to keep hopes alive to get the second seed. Because if Buffalo loses to New England, then Cincinnati is in line to get the two seed. So you have all the motivation in the world. This just added more. Hey, league's trying to screw us. You know, look at what we were gracious. They were in handling everything that happened with DeMar Hamlin. And now we're the ones who get the short end of the stick here. I think it's extra motivation for Zach Taylor's squad. Yeah. I mean, listen. Not that uh, you need it. but Yeah. Tyler Huntley's dealing with a shoulder issue. So it could be Anthony Brown, too, out of Oregon, who who's actually, he looked okay. I watched him a little bit this year. But... Uh, yeah, this is the. I'm telling you right now, Maggie, and I know you didn't buy this. You anything can happen. I don't think the Ravens are going to bring their A game because listen, there's so much going on in Baltimore. They really got to start thinking about next week's game. They got to get Lamar Jackson on that field. They might even hold back some players. I, I mean, they'll play their starters probably, but I, I don't think if that they fall a little bit behind, I think you're going to see guys getting less reps. So Lamar Jackson officially out. Um, for the game on Sunday. And then he comes back in a playoff game and looks like what? With yeah, $200 that, million dollars or more potentially hanging on this playoff run. I know. I mean, I know the coin toss is today's story. It's a big deal. And I understand what Zach Taylor's saying, but there's so much going on right now with Lamar Jackson. Because of this 200 million, 300 million hanging over his shoulder. And no one, I heard a great analogy for him today. What's that? Peter Schrager said that he's like Kawhi Leonard. We just do not know what he, <laughs> what the dude wants. We don't know where he stands because he won't. To Is he his Uncle credit. Dennis next to him? 
he well, he doesn't have a traditional agent. Yeah. You know, to to Lamar's credit, he he's not going to talk about it. He's like, it's in season. It's I'm focused on winning football games. I I give Lamar Jackson credit for not playing this out in the media, but but maybe throw us a bone. Yeah, right. Yeah, give, give us, us idea. Yeah. Like, so we don't know. Is he slightly healthy? He just doesn't want to go out there to risk the contract. Or I mean, John Harbaugh specifically said that's not the case. No, but. I think he's really hurt. But the uh, obviously, but the funny thing about it is, what's the ultimate leverage play for him? The ultimate leverage play is don't play the playoff. Well, why is it so obvious that he's really... I mean, there are degrees of hurt. I, honestly, a lot of guys would be like, I, you got to pay me before I go out there on a 85% knee. Well, I I don't know. If they, if they had come to an agreement and he got $250 million or more than Deshaun Watson or whatever he was looking for, do I think he would have been playing this weekend? Not Pro- this, Probably not this weekend. You, because it, maybe not because it wouldn't mean much. I don't know. You win this game, then you get a chance to get the coin flip and host the Bengals. You're I don't gonna, know. It's not nothing. Yeah, but on a on a gimpy knee just to get home field and against the same team the next week, I I think. Well, but you're talking about degrees of being hurt. Yeah, I think you you say, and I do think the reality is you save it all because you want to come out there like a house on fire against. I mean, especially that quarterback who is all about speed. I, I think you really want to save it. But that being said, I mean, I don't think anybody's picking the Ravens to do anything in the AFC. They feel like they're they're a team that's been on sort of layaway. Like, we have not talked about them as a threat in so long. You're right, even though the defense is good. So we've got a lot going on with the playoff seating, but then we got to pause on the whole neutral site thing for a second because it's not totally inconceivable that Kansas City would play Buffalo, Kansas City would play Cincinnati, Cincinnati would play Buffalo. It's not inconceivable that this could happen where you'd have the AFC championship on a neutral field. And so E.J. Stewart, who's working on our show today, rightly pointed out, okay, if it was Kansas City, Buffalo, or Cincinnati, they would all be hosting a game in a cold-weather city with an outdoor stadium. So why wouldn't you have the neutral site also be in a cold-weather city in an outdoor stadium? You've got Pittsburgh, you've got Baltimore, you've got New York, you could go down even to D.C. I mean, there's plenty of places in the Northeast where you could have an outdoor game and at least simulate the elements. So if well, you want to go to Tennessee, you, you could do that. You definitely want to be in the Midwest, right? Because there are three Midwestern teams. Well, sure, whatever. Yeah. You just, I'm saying you well, wouldn't want to go to Seattle. You don't want to go yeah. to L.A. You well, know. you want to keep it. I think you want to make it as close to a drive. If you're going to go outdoor, I actually looked. I think Pittsburgh might be the most logical place or Indianapolis. Something right in the middle of the country where no, all the Indies fam- in, indoors. Oh, yes, yeah, shoot. Well, I know. Actually, I was back in reality where they are going to play an indoor <laughs> game. Yeah. But uh, I, I think that it has to be somewhere kind of accessible to all those places, right? So it's got to be the Midwest. Okay, uh, so I think Pittsburgh works. I mean, listen, Pittsburgh is still the coldest game I've ever been to in my entire life was in Pittsburgh. And I'm from upstate New York. And it was the <laughs> coldest I've ever been in my entire life was Pittsburgh. So the elements will definitely come into play. But, okay, come on. Is that what you really want as a football fan? Yes. You don't want to see... Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes play indoor and just no, have no. a wild I, shootout. I would, but I kind of feel like you're trying to maintain some type of semblance of what this of what the game would have actually been played like okay. in yeah, one of these stadiums. I, I see that. I, I could see that. In fact, I might be coming around on this. Are one. you? I might be a little bit. I might be a little bit because if it was in EJ, we if did. it was in Indianapolis and it was an indoor game. It'd just be a very different game. I do agree with that. It it would be a wild, amazing, fun game, and I still want to see it. Yeah, it would be a different game. I I I I think you guys might have 
wore me down. How about no, you, Boyle? No, <laughs> my sword is up as high as ever with this. <laughs> what? Eight five five two one two. What? Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Phrasing. Uh, we've got some creative calls from you guys, so we want to know your thoughts on a neutral site game for the AFC Championship game. Where should it be? Now we've also got you know. Obvious. By the way, guys, yeah. there have been some terrible DC. They're not rewarding DC with an extra. No, actually, the lead <laughs> take that DC. one out. Dan take Snyder, out. congratulations, you get the AFC Championship. No, game. and there's and then the world just opens up and swallows us whole. Yeah, there would be no. Uh, that's no justice. Yeah, that also that stadium is not. You don't want to add football games to that stadium. You want to tear that thing down and build yeah. a new one. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, they can't get out of that stadium fast enough. I'm trying to put the AFC Championship game there. Good yeah. point. No DC. DC's out. Uh, DC's got their own problems. Anyway, so we've got Green Bay, who's a win and they're in in the NFC. You've got Jacksonville and the Titans, who are playing for fourth seed. So you've got that. You've got the New England Patriots, who have the easiest path to the seventh seed in the AFC. They win. They beat the Bills. They'd be in. If not, you're going to need some help here uh, from some other teams. The Dolphins, of course, Steelers, and also, bizarrely, the Jags still kind of alive for that seventh seed, even if they lose to the Titans. Um, so a lot to be determined in Week 18. And then, Perloff, the coaches who are coaching for their jobs in Week 18. Now, I think this is unfair to Mike McDaniel. If if he is coaching for his job in Miami, how can you possibly evaluate yeah. his first season when you had two awful, terrible, well, three concussions for Tua, his futures in the balance, I know that it's been a terrible skid here, but considering his quarterbacks and how they've all been shuffled around because of Tua's injuries, I don't see how Mike McDaniels is on the hot seat. Yeah, it is one of the most unbelievable reports. In fact, to the point where I, I just don't believe it. There's no way, especially... This team, reports coming out of Miami. Yeah, from, it was from Armando Seguera, I believe, yeah. longtime Dolphins reporter. Now, here's the thing. They're getting sued for... Firing an African American coach. Yep, Brian. Flores. And now they're going to fire after one year a coach of mixed heritage, and it's just impossible. It's impossible that they'll fire their coach after one year, especially a coach who everybody loves nationwide, who has obviously got incredible skill level. This would be this. Is, Flores was shocking. This would be even more shocking. The only thing I thought about when I saw that report was Jim Harbaugh or Sean Payton. Which, by the way, you're really going to bring in Sean Payton now and Brady. The thing you've got docked a first-round pick because you were tampering. I think that's a sunk cost. I don't think they care about that. Okay. I thought maybe Harbaugh. This Michigan thing with Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, big Michigan guy, Michigan donor, and Jim Harbaugh now, who, if you saw the latest yesterday, you had Jim Harbaugh release a statement two days ago saying he expects to be the head coach of Michigan. And then, lo and behold, what do we get yesterday afternoon, right after you and I go off the air, was Michigan is facing an NCAA investigation where Jim Harbaugh, whether he's involved directly or not, could be on the hook for a level one recruiting violation. Yeah. Now, I don't know when that would hit, but I assume if you're Jim Harbaugh and you're looking at this, next year they'd be intact and next year they're going to be good. So maybe he wants to come back full strength, do one more year at Michigan, try and win a title, then get out of here. Because if you look at the Pete Carroll model, you want to get out when the real heavy stuff comes <laughs> down. So I'm assuming I love it, the Pete Carroll model. I'm assuming That's this funny. is going to affect their maybe next year's recruiting class or the year after that. 
I feel like he's he could look at this timing and be like, okay, they might hit us, but next year I'm loaded, so I want to come back. Well, knowing the NCAA double basically moves like a glacier, um, I doubt it would come down. But apparently, charges are supposed to be um, they're supposed to be hit with charges very very soon. Now they're hoping that Michigan is going to self-report and sort of penalize themselves. You know, we see college programs do that. They take away wins, right, right, they'll right. postseason ban, whatever. Oh, that could be it. But what if it's a postseason ban that the NCAA is looking oh, for? Then Harbaugh's but gone. That, I think that would I think they'd be a, really fast to get that in by next year. I, I'm hope yeah, maybe. I don't think that's gonna happen. That's pretty severe. No, that's incredibly severe. But yeah. again, like I I don't think it would happen. Yeah, you're right. Postseason bans are usually withheld for the most severe and egregious cases. These are recruiting violations. Yet, I mean, you can't help but think that these stories are going to be connected. You know, how many more NFL teams gave Jim Harbaugh a call yesterday after this report came out? Like, mm. hey, we can. Why do, if we're looking for Jim Harbaugh, we want somebody to come in with a quick fix. Like, that's the thing about Harbaugh in the NFL. It's not forever. You got to know that with Harbaugh. It's not going to be forever. But those first three or four years, you're going to see an instant impact. And you know that because he's got the track record. So if I'm an owner where I'm the Carolina Panthers or if I'm, you know, somebody wandering in the desert, I'm thinking Harbaugh comes in and right away I see good things. I'm willing to sign up for that. Oh, if you're the owner? Yeah, I know. If you're a GM, you certainly don't want it. So if you have a team that has an active GM, then they're not going to want Harbaugh anywhere near there because he hates GMs. Uh, probably for good reason when Trent Balky. But yeah, I, I'm not sure of the timing all that. I mean, obviously, before that statement came out, they knew about the NCA thing, right? I would think. So I'm thinking I think they got that's the heads up on they, this a while I, ago. I think that's why they put the statement out. They're like, well, Jim, you better give some, you know, you've been out here screwing around talking to David Tepper. You yeah. better give us some positive news. But actually, I'm thinking about the Michigan situation. He he has his quarterback coming back, J.J. McCarthy. Yep. He might have his running back, Blake Corum, coming back, who's amazing. And Ohio State doesn't have a quarterback next year. I feel like this yeah, is... Yeah, Rayola transferred, right? Uh, well, he's next year anyway. He's next year, right? Uh, yeah. But uh, they don't they don't have a quarterback for next year. I mean, anybody special. So I, I think he's looking at this saying, you know what? I have another chance to win one more time at Michigan. Then the heavy stuff comes down from the NCAA. <laughs> and that's when I get the hell out of Dodge. I get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah. So I wouldn't even, I, I don't know. I think this is a more complicated decision. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about the timing under the, the specter of NCAA violations. Yeah, already, that's always fun. He's already got his team, though, and they're obviously really good. I, I, I thought J.J. McCarthy against TCU in the second half was unbelievable. I'm like, where is this guy? Well, he was unbelievable because TCU was like, we're going to stop the run. So we made, they made a decision there. We're not going to let Donovan Edwards break off another 64-yard run or 54-yard run to start the game. So we're going to let J.J. McCarthy throw for 300 yards. Yeah, but I mean, still, he was running against his body, throwing ropes 40 yards downfield, which we know we've kind of been waiting for for a long time with him. But yeah, I think there's reason to be excited. I, I think Jim Harbaugh is about Jim Harbaugh. And I think you could make an argument, do one more year in Michigan, then get out. Because also, what are these jobs? Are they that great? Is there any... You want to take the broken Denver Broncos? Do you want to take the the completely empty Carolina Panthers? Do you want to go up to Indianapolis? No. Well, where this all started was Miami. And the idea that, as crazy oh. as it does sound, with Mike McDaniels on the hot seat. Now, again, what do they do at quarterback? Yeah, they don't have a quarterback either. Well, probably. can Tua ever play again? I mean, that's honestly, that's a question we're going to have in the offseason. And I don't know. I, I've I'm been, sure he will play again. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I want exactly. to say he will, but this is you know yeah. three concussions and. I I don't remember exactly what a Jim Har Jim Harbaugh quarterback is. I think they're big, right? Colin uh, Kaepernick, yeah. I mean Andrew it, Luck. 
<laughs> yeah, I think they're at Stanford. Uh, yeah, I mean, he had Shea Patterson was small in Michigan, but I, I think he likes a certain kind of quarterback, and I don't know if Tua is it. But again, Miami, I don't know how great a job that is. I think they'll keep Mike McDaniel. Is this, this is all of nothing, right? They got to keep Mike McDaniel. I think they did, but I thought they were going to keep Brian Flores. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You, you can never predict sometimes. You got an owner who's dying to win. I don't know. Uh, okay, see you guys on the phones. We're going to get to you in just one moment. Coming up later, we're going to do our picks for NFL Week 18, Maggie and Perloff style. So you know that's going to be a lot of fun. We also have the one thing you need to know going into Georgia and TCU. Uh, that game's Monday night, obviously, but the one thing you need to know this weekend about that game. There we go. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All I see right here on the call screener, someone is calling to roast Perloff about the Eagles. What's that about, Maggie? We're going to take a break. (laughs) We're going to come back. We're going to get that in just a moment. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff right after this. The NFL postseason, every Westwood One NFL broadcast streams live for free. The wildcard round, the divisional round, the AFC and NFC championship games, Pro Bowl games, and Super Bowl LVII. (laughs) (laughs) 57. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. Free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Man, I sure hope that my Philadelphia Eagles are at Super Bowl LVII. <laughs> Unforgettable. Which uh, I think they, oh gosh, I can't remember. Was it 52 where but, they played the Patriots? I think it was Super Bowl 52. You have to know this stuff forwards and backwards. No, this I don't. I, I refuse to acknowledge Super Bowl. Yeah, it was 52. I refuse to acknowledge Super Bowl numbers. Because A, they're in Roman numerals, which I never understood. Why? Can someone explain to me? And the, um, the NFL is trying to feel you know, colossal, like yeah. you know, mythic or something. Yeah. But, but the other part is you need something because the Super Bowl date never correlates to the season. Right? Oh, because right. it always That's happens in the next year. That's so we're already kind of confused, like, you know, what year did you actually win it? That's why I think I always just know Super Bowl is by shorthand. Wait, like, like, so you you could say, like, if I say... Malcolm Butler at the goal line. If I say the Cowboys, you're by Cowboys, Washington, Don't Giants. do it, please. You just shorthand the team that beat the Bills. Yeah, is the team that's that what know. I do. I'm yeah. a Scott Norwood, that's what I do. Scott Norwood, yeah, right, right, that's your shorthand, okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly, thank you for bringing it up. And with that, we go to Philip, who's in Arkansas. He's got something for Perloff. Hey, Philip, how are you? What's up, guys? I love y'all's show. I'm listening to y'all on Audacity, and I just <laughs> yes. caught the part where uh, you mentioned that the Cowboys were Perloff's boogeyman, and they should be because the Eagles right now are sliding worse than Rick, uh, just like Ricky Henderson going to a stolen base. <laughs> They're choking worse than Kirk Cousins on primetime. They're what? choking worse than the entire NFC South right now. So Perloff, I would like to bring back a classic if you're up to it. Please. If the Cowboys win and the Eagles choke again this week for the third week in a row, I want to do a pie-in-the-face challenge with you. Okay, DP show style, pie-in-the-face challenge. Mm. Uh, do we need so, to get Dan's approval? Yes. For your answer. Uh, Philip, I mean, by the way, Ricky Henderson sliding in on a stolen base is awesome, so I'll take that. Wait, but is, hold on, though. <laughs> what, is Philip talking about Week 18? No, no, he was talking about Week 18, so he's saying... Wait, but that's he, a bad bet for him, because the Eagles are a two-touchdown favorite. He yeah. really thinks they're going to lose. The Giants aren't playing anybody. 
I know. We need I, a playoff like if the Eagles, Dallas, yeah. you know, if they meet in the postseason. I can't do that to you, Philip. Maggie's right because I honestly, it's just too hard to imagine. I think the, the, Is cow, it point, the Cowboys are a point are differential? I mean, how much do you think the Cowboys are going to beat the Commanders by as opposed to but the, the Eagles beat thing, the Giants? Though, Yes, but the Cowboys will play down to their competition and make that game interesting, possibly. I mean, the Cowboys... I mean, have you seen what the Eagles are doing lately? <laughs> no, I'm saying against Washington. I'm saying against Washington. The Cowboys probably <laughs> could lose that game to Washington. They're they not going to lose that game. They've been mailing in games big time. I think the Cowboys are super dangerous in the playoffs, but if you put the Texans and the Cowboys on a neutral field right now, it's 5-5. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. That, I was, mean, that was a oh, one-off. Well, I, mean, I mean, Kansas City, no, Houston it did it to Kansas City, too. I'm just saying the Cowboys have been playing that. The Cowboys, if you bring in a bad team to play the Cowboys, the Cowboys will gladly just play down to that level. It doesn't mean they're a bad team. I'm just saying that they, they kind of are lazy in that situation. Well, so, listen, they still have some glimmer of hope alive, right? If the Eagles lose... To the yeah. Giants, so isn't the there Eagles, a glimmer? Right. The, seat? the Eagles are definitely in a late game. When are the Cowboys, I think, are a late game too, right? The I don't The Eagles are four twenty five and the Cowboys are also four twenty five Eastern. So yeah, I I'll do that with Phillip because I'm positive the Eagles are gonna win that game. But I don't I, like that for Phillip though. No, I, feel I want like Phillip to call back. Deal. I want him to call back. I think the Cowboys have a great chance of playing the Eagles in, in the, the playoffs. playoffs we'll, yeah. We'll do it then. I'm terrified of that game. But I would be willing to do a pie in the pie in the face for it. Uh, let's go to Jeffrey. He's in Arizona. <laughs> Jeffrey, you have an idea for a neutral site game. Yeah, you guys, you guys kept talking about a neutral site game, but the best stadium you could have asked for, which is a cold weather stadium, why not go to Lambeau Field in Wisconsin? You know, we had someone who called in about Lambeau before, Jeffrey, and, you know, I, I think we like it. Yeah, I mean, it's like a football fantasy land, yeah, you know? Right. They have all that stuff around there now. I, I, Hey, I've always thought there should be more going on at Lambeau. It's almost a waste that it only gets used whatever, 10 times a year for the Packers. It's like uh, you get to go to an AFC championship and it becomes a bucket list item. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I I don't think it's a bad idea. Again, I do think the weather is maybe, okay, I understand the outside game, but maybe let's not make it as extreme as Green Bay, Wisconsin <laughs> have to be in late January. <laughs> yeah, we can't just use Baltimore here or something. A little more temperate, a little mid-Atlantic. Yeah, way. then again, Baltimore, Baltimore Stadium to me, is maybe the least exciting. It makes the the, the New Jersey stadium seem exciting. There's nothing about no, that stadium. It's, it's much better. It's near the Inner Harbor. That stadium it's got is a little new. more going on. It does. Camden not Yards is right there, well, right, which is beautiful. Called? What's it called? M and T Bank. Is it still M and T Bank? I have no idea. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Anyway, good for M and T Bank for still being alive. A, by it the is way. not an exciting place. I'm sorry. The AFC title game is not going to Baltimore. By the way, I am one of those people who did go to Lambeau off season. Oh, I love it. I was there to call a long time ago. I used to do play-by-play back in my day for women's college basketball, volleyball, whatever, and whatever they needed. And I called the Horizon Women's Championship game. Hold for applause. And it was in Green Bay. And I had a day to go, you know, in, in to just spend Wait, in Green Bay. Women's basketball. So oh, it was March. Ba- oh. This was to play who, to get into the tournament. It, who pulled it out? Is U- University of Wisconsin Green Bay facing University of Wisconsin. Uh, Whitewater? Milwaukee, Milwaukee, thank you. Didn't have IUPUI in the mix? Was not in the mix that year. (laughs) But I went to the semifinal game, and one team beat the other by like 100, and I was like, oh, man, I'm going to need some fill time. So (laughs) I decided to take the Lambo tour. Love it. And it was March, and it was me and another couple, elderly couple, and they go through, and you get to see Lombardi's office. They have like a reimagination of Vince Lombardi's office and, and all these incredible memorabilia, and then you go in and you watch a video 
of all the great Packers highlights from all time. Wait. And I turn around and I pretended to sarcastically like wipe a tear away from my face yeah, to the I, elderly couple behind me and they were actually crying. Oh <laughs> it was great. By the way, are we totally discounting the obvious place where this game is going to be? We haven't even brought it up yet. What? Jerry World. Oh, no. It's got to be outside. They get everything. They get everything. They've had like three of the last five drafts or something. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, Dallas... Ooh, I don't know. If there's a remote possibility that Dallas can host an NFC championship game, they won't have it there. Oh, that's true. That's true. No, that Jerry would be like, do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry would be like, we'll go back to back. That's when we'll you do can... one at one. We'll do one at eight. <laughs> you can never leave Jerry the World. ultimate detector. <laughs> what was that one word he used? The one that you guys couldn't stop saying and playing? Who, Jerry? Yeah, he was talking about, I think he was talking about Dak or McCarthy. Call them a... The, a, a deceptor I, I, or a perceptor uh, or something like that? Uh, who knows? Jer. If we're keeping track of all the crazy things Jerry Jones has said, we wouldn't be able to do a show. <laughs> Let's go to Aaron is in California. Aaron, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing today? We're doing Great. excellent. Hey, I want to tell you guys, I, I love your guys' show. Um, I, I, I enjoy getting in the car and turning you guys on. Um Great show. Thank you. I just want to call because I have a little insight on um, them, you know, for and against them canceling the game. Um, on January 6th of 2013 at 736 in the morning, my wife had a full-blown cardiac arrest right in front of me. Oh, my gosh. And by the grace of God and knowing CPR and being trained, um, I was able to perform CPR on her until the paramedics got there. Um, she ended up um, going into a coma, induced coma for eight days, and it was touch and go. And watching that on the field and then hearing them with the defibrillator and everything, um, it brought back like a thousand little pictures in my head. And the one thing is saying it's too soon to cancel the game for and against, it's like time is never going to make that go away because it's been 10 years ago today. And um it still hurts, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I understand them canceling the game, and I understand them, some people saying to want to play the game because two weeks, two days, ten years, um, it still affects people, you know? And um, that's I just I just want to call and say that, you know, I've been there and I lived it, and it was uh, it's tough, and ten years later it's uh, still tough. It's Aaron, still what's, tough. what's your wife's name? Her name is Lisa. Lisa? Well, She's we're... the toughest woman in the world. <laughs> it sounds like you're one of the toughest guys because you <laughs> saved her that day. And uh, I can only imagine what that must have been like to watch that on Monday night. And thank you for sharing that story with us. And, you know, I think you underscore a really in incredible point, Perloff, that we shouldn't lose sight of, which is... And Aaron, thank you for the call. And to Lisa. But we have no idea how the Bills players, the Bengals players, or anybody is going to be affected nope. this weekend in the playoffs. Hell, 10 years from now, where Aaron has these vivid memories, we have no idea how this is going to impact from yeah. guy to guy. Yeah. I mean, we're about to do our picks, right? Yeah. How do you pick the Patriots-Bills game? I mean, you're... To stay away from me. Yeah, and there's Right, because we have no idea what the emotions are. Uh, I... Any pick is any prediction, of course, you're speculating to a large degree, but this one feels such a massive, massive unknown about how they react. I mean, listen, the Bills are, are I think they're going to run out with a lot of energy, right? There's going to be a lot of adrenaline, just a special feeling. 
But, you know, I think they're tired. I think they're distracted and mentally exhausted. Yeah. 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 I mean, it could go either way for sure. Absolutely. Uh, but I understand that you were, that's a really good point. I did hear uh, Sean McDermott say that there were counselors available to everybody. I would recommend somebody who was right there and saw that to maybe talk to somebody about it. No doubt. That was a touching call. 855-212-4CBS. And just so glad that had a great outcome. Aaron and Lisa, 855-212-4227. All right, coming up, we will make our picks. Maggie and Perloff style, you know how it goes, against the spread over under player props. And we've got incentives that players can reach in week 18. We always love this. A guy's 50 yards away from $250,000, is one sack away from a million. We've got all that, plus some records that could be broken on Saturday and Sunday as well. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff. Hanging out on Friday. We're going to make our picks for week 18 in just a moment. But first, we got to get to Scott, who's in California. He's got a little bit of a prediction for us. What's up, Scott? Scotty. (laughs) I'm going to put him on hold. He's like at the drive-thru or something. (laughs) He's been hanging on for an hour, so I really want to try to get him in there. Okay. We are going to make our predictions, Perloff, and our picks. We also have some fun. What do you want to do first? Do you want to do what's at stake in terms of records and things like that, or should we do our picks first? Let's do let's do picks first. Wait, what do you mean what's at stake? We've got some records that could be broken oh, this the, oh, weekend. I thought you meant for you and me on the picks. Well, no, everything's at stake for you and me on the picks. Oh, okay. This, okay, this okay. is life or death. No, uh, it's far from it. But let's do our picks first. Let's go. Okay, Pat Boyle today, can you give us our records so far this regular season. So Maggie, you are 29 and 22. In the last 12 weeks, you're 21 and 15, or whatever that matters. Pearl off on the season, 27 and 24. And yeah. he's been on a heater lately, 22 and 14 in the last 12 weeks. I know, Pearl off. I was like in front by a lot <laughs> mid-season, <laughs> and now I am not. Okay, so the way we do this is one game we pick against the spread one over under one player prop it's a tricky tricky week because you got to make sure you have you know you want to make sure things are at stake so why don't we go first against the spread Perloff you want to lead us off okay or would you like me to do it you go first okay this is one that I've wrestled back and forth with I was gonna take Cincinnati because now I think they have extra motivation because it looks like the league is trying to make things more complicated for them with this whole coin flip nonsense uh, if they lose to the Ravens, but that spread was at seven. It's now climbed to nine and a half yeah. over the last couple hours. So well, the Ravens, Ravens have serious health issues. Well, of course they have all season, but that leads me to go away from that game. A little too rich for my blood. And I haven't generally done this, but I'm going to go with the, with the rookie and Kenny Pickett and Pittsburgh laying two and a half against Cleveland. It's home. Pittsburgh has to win to keep their hopes alive to get into the playoffs. And it seems manageable to me with a two and a half points break in the win by a field goal. Yeah, I think they can, even though Pickett as a rookie, he's been good lately, hasn't been amazing. And so I just think it's the safer option. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I like that. I circled the Bengals at nine and a half, minus nine and a half. I circled the Jags, who are six and a half point favorites. But. I ultimately, uh, I hope he's not listening, but I picked the Vikings <laughs> six-point favorites over the Bears. 
I just think that the Vikings are probably tired of everybody making fun of them and are going to really show up for this Bears game. Wait, who do you hope is not listening? Nathan Peterman, your yes. buddy? <laughs> Big don't, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> Far uh, worse things I have been said about Nathan Peterman. <laughs> I think he's going to play okay, but uh, no, I, don't, I, I think that the Vikings, who have not really done anything against the spread in a long time, are going to uh, going to be all right here. Okay. So, you got him at five? What's that? I got him at Oh, I, I just saw him at six on DraftKings. You got five? Let's oh, see. Oh, no. You might, if you got it on DraftKings, then, then you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all, all these yep, lines courtesy of DraftKings. Six points right now on DraftKings. Yep. All right. I definitely went up at least a point in the last couple hours, too. Crazy. Oh, okay. I got it at five. <laughs> <laughs> How about our next uh, over-under, Perloff? Would you like me to go on this one? Yeah, now, you go. Because I'm, is... I'm choosing between two that I love. Okay. Jeez, I wish I loved anything about this, but... Here's one. This is the only place I'm going to a game that doesn't mean anything. Well, it means a little for the number one overall pick, and that's the Texans at the Colts under 38. How oh, they get to 38? Actually, I don't want to find out. I don't want them to get to 38. I just how how is this going to be a high scoring affair? The problem that scares me is there's just nothing at stake on this game except for if the the Texans and the Bears are now fighting it out for the number one overall pick. So. Uh, I'm still going to roll with it. Texans Colts under 38. Okay. Oh, man. I got three that I love. I can't pick. That's a great one, by the way. So, Brown Steelers. I mean, the Steelers, have they ever gotten out of the teens in a win or a loss? There's, <laughs> Brown, and no. the Browns are even more yeah. uh, slow. So, under 40 and a half. The Jets Dolphins. Guess what that's at? It's low. It's 37. Oh, Joe Flacco versus Skylar Thompson is yeah. 40, is 37? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Here's the one I'm going to go. When the weather was like negative 10 degrees in Cleveland, that spread was 35. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And then I'm looking at Saints-Panthers at 42. But you you know what? I'm going to go under on Jets-Dolphins. Wow. Okay. I've I've pretty much gone under on the Jets like four, four or five weeks in a row. It's working for you. Yeah, it makes me nervous. I wish it was uh, Zach Wilson. Then I feel even better about it. Maybe it will be Zach Wilson. Well, one hit away. Okay, what's your prop? Morbid way to put it, but it's true. Um, Okay, my prop bet here. So, this one, this one is built into an incentive that somebody can hit this weekend. love it. Okay, Hayden Hurst for the Cincinnati Bengals is... 100 receiving yards from $250,000. I don't think he's going to get 100 receiving yards. Two receptions from, but he's two receptions from 250K. Two receptions for 250K. His pass, his receiving prop is 29 and a half. So do I think he can get 30 yards on two or three catches? Probably. I think he can. I think he can, right? I sure think he can. I don't think this is flawed in my logic here. Nope. And I think Cincinnati's going to be super aggressive, and they're going to try to make a statement here with some style points. So Hayden Hurst over 29.5 receiving yards and an extra 250 k Okay. So the props that I was looking at are the Chiefs-Raiders game. Now, Devontae Adams is a guy you've been betting on a lot. Yeah, he was good to me. So he's at 78.5 yards. I would usually bet the receptions with him, but the yards work too. So, and I was looking at, I was I was researching, then I saw Jared Stidham's interception total. Half an interception for Jared Stidham. It's right there for you. That is, I, can I take the easy? I, I mean, mean, he's throwing a pick. 
If he's in the whole game. <laughs> yeah, he's throwing a pick. <laughs> he's definitely throwing a pick. Uh, all right, he I might, might be well a good quarterback. I might as well take him, right? I mean, I feel like this could be a shootout a little bit. I feel like the Raiders are going to be running and gunning. I hate. I don't like betting interceptions because then you have to wait around for the interception. But he's throwing. He's giving it up. <laughs> I think it's probably fair all to right. say he's definitely. I'm going to say Jared Stidham because, and now watch him go four touchdowns, no picks. I'm rooting what, for Jared Stidham. There's there's one that's out there that that's easy. I think that's easy, but the Hayden Hurst thing turned my head. Derrick Henry. Yeah, but that's a lot of yards. Over 21 and a half carries. Yeah. The the thing yeah. I worry about is. I think he's going to get over 21 and a half carries, right? They didn't play him last week simply because they're holding him for this week. But what My if, one hmm. problem is what if Jacksonville gets out to a two-touchdown lead? What if Jacksonville doesn't give up the ball? Yeah, if, if the Titans don't get that many reps because you need to get some first downs to get more carries. I mean, Josh Dobbs threw 39 times against the Dallas Cowboys. Like, what? Is he going to throw the ball 40 times if they're, you know, behind? I'm sure he will. I'm looking at... King Henry's uh, game log, he had 23 carries in his last game against Houston. 21, 17, 11, 17, 28, 19, 17. So he doesn't, he doesn't get to 21 every time. Yeah, but this is a must. This is a winner they're in. Like, Derrick they, Henry's all they have. They've dropped six games in a row. All of them have been <laughs> must wins. One of well, them was, all they had to do is, who was the, uh, they had a game. Oh, Houston. They couldn't even beat Houston to, to clinch the division. Well, actually, I don't think that would have helped them. But anyway. This this is the real must win though. Okay, so those are our picks for week eighteen. I hate my picks. How do I you hate like? mine too, but it's cool. Week eighteen is so so tricky. It is just such a such a bizarre. You and I didn't take the Packers bait. I know. I wanted to. It's I, up, it's up to five now. Packers favored by five. I I like the Packers. Don't you? I do too. But I, I there's something about me that likes the Lions also. I just don't want to I mean, sit around and be and be you know expecting Jared Goff to win in Lambo. You don't want to you don't want to pick against America's team, the Detroit Lions. I do not. Because you want to root for them. Yeah, of course. But you want to see Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs because he's very interesting. That too. It's it's a very confusing. <laughs> it all adds up but to by the way, a big fat stay away. <laughs> oh man, I am so excited. After traveling all through Christmas break, I have cleared the schedule for Saturday and Sunday like nobody's business. Oh, good for you. Sat- but Saturday's gonna be really fun. We get to see Mahomes, and we get to see this. I don't know how long the Jacksonville Tennessee game will be interesting. I bet. The, I bet till the last play. I'm, I don't <laughs> think so. I mean, maybe you should bet on Tennessee then, because I feel like Vrabel keeps things kind of close. For this Tennessee. would be so them to lose six in a row. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I think they win the game. Titans. I yeah, think, I, I, think I hear. Resting everybody. This is their final stand. They're as healthy as they're going to be. I know Dobbs stinks, but. It just feels like they are due in a game mm. that need that they need to have that they're going to step up. But flip side, Trevor Lawrence coming out party continues. You know, he puts on a great game, then it's like, oh, now he's definitely one of the top quarterbacks in the AFC. Goes to the playoffs. Like I can see both things. Well, think about this. Remember last year, you had Colts winning yeah. in with Carson Wentz against the Jaguars. They blew their season up. Now you have a chance. Not that it's the Colts, but you have a chance for Tennessee to do the same. To Trevor Lawrence and the yeah. Jags, Man. a lot of pressure on Trevor. Wasn't feeling a lot of pressure the last couple of weeks. Now they've now they're supposed to win. They're big favorites. They have to win. Seasons on the line. A lot of pressure to deal with. Yeah, I and mean, the guy's played in two national championships. The guy's been under a lot of pressure. But I hear what you're saying. It could go either way. A couple of quick things to keep an eye on if you're not a better, but just if you want to keep an eye on some mile, milestones. Patrick Mahomes, 430 yards away from passing Peyton Manning, single season. 
passing record right. at 5,477 yards. Now, he averages 323 yards against the Raiders anyway. Right. I mean, so little, that's, I mean, you have to have a huge monster game. Right. Yeah. Obviously, it's a little different with the 17 games. It is a little different. Yeah, but I, I don't know what to do with those records. Uh, we'll celebrate them, sort of. Okay, we also have Justin Jefferson needs 193 yards to pass Calvin Johnson's single-season receiving record. Right. I won't acknowledge that. <laughs> Calvin Johnson is my receiving. He's my one of my top three favorite players of all time. Man, how about uh, my Justin Jefferson and preseason MVP pick? Mm. I know. If he had a better game against the Packers, maybe that would have happened. Um, we have Josh Jacobs can become the first Raider to win the rushing title since Marcus Allen. Yeah. Then That's pretty cool. There's also Josh Jacobs is like, dude, I'm a free agent. Do not play me. <laughs> uh, Juju Smith-Schuster needs two more receptions to get a $1.5 million bonus. Nice. So you can expect that probably to come pretty early. In terms of other big-time money getting paid out, uh, Preston Smith, one and a half sacks away uh, to get to 10 sacks, which would be another million dollars for him. Okay. Um, other good ones, Evan Ingram, 61 yards away from an extra $200,000. Zay Jones, uh, 98 receiving yards from 250 k Christian Kirk needs 91 receptions for $500,000. Uh, do you get yards for drop passes? Because, <laughs> and even this year, Evan Ingram has probably been one of the better weapons for Trevor. Even this year, he's still shaky, in my opinion. That's just his experience. Jamal Williams, two rushing touchdowns shy of Barry Sanders' single season record. For, for the Lions. For the Lions, yeah. yeah, yeah. Team record. Unbelievable. If, did you hear Aaron Rodgers talking about how much he loves that guy? Jamal Williams, former Packer. He yeah. says he's the most likable player in the NFL. So that's a reason to root. Uh, thank you, Pat Boyle. Thank you, EJ Stewart. Fantastic job today, as always. Guys, have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. We'll be back on Monday. We'll have a full NFL playoff picture and also preview of the College Football National Championship game. We're also going to be on YouTube on Monday. Hey, we'll give you more details on that when Monday comes. See you then.